genre. We solemnly swear we're up to no good. Welcome back, you guys, to Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Minute, the fan podcast where we overanalyze the Harry Potter movies one magical minute at a time. I'm Gary Roby. I'm Victoria Laguna. And Scott Corelli is joining us once again. Welcome back. I'm back whether you like it or not. Oh, uh, we're we're more than delighted to have you here. <laughs> um, minute, we're doing Minute 43 today, and it starts with our first look at the Sorting Hat. And Minute 43 ends with McGonagall preparing uh, to read the students' names. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I meant to write her name down. Uh, they originally had a team uh, attempt to make, like, a puppet for the sorting hat. Oh, um, interesting. And it didn't work. It t- looked too uh. much like a, like a creature and not enough like a hat. Mm. And so um, Chris Columbus went to the... Um, costuming department and was like can you just make us a hat and uh she was like i can make you a hat but i can't make it talk and she was like oh that's the the cgi can do that like she he like passed that to someone else i don't remember that i should have written their names down i have them both in the film wizardry book um but uh the so so you have a like a real hat that's built and designed right created um but anytime it's like on a student's head it's all like a cgi CGI. it's uh they're like wearing a model and it's done over it or something um it's we'll have to talk about it when when we see it like move but uh i love the way that maggie smith like reacts to the sorting hat when it starts to talk or when it does anything like (laughs) it's great um but we also see uh all of the professor's gathered around the tables uh at the at the at the head of the hall and i think like half of the professors around this table i've never seen before yeah you have no idea who they are no idea who they are okay yeah, good i'm glad i'm not the only one i was like <laughs> that that scene with where they shoot hagrid in that really bad forced perspective shot <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um, where where the woman next to him is obviously like two feet away from the table. Yeah, she's <laughs> sitting like so far back in just her red robe with her big. <laughs> I don't like red that hat. tiny hat. Like it's the, the hat looks silly. Well, and then there's yeah. even the guy on the other side of him that's like this old man in another red hat. That yeah, I also no t- idea. <laughs> um, I I I don't know. They're not credited. I I don't know. But um, I had a couple of guesses what i did was i went and i looked up all of the professors that are that are named in the books okay um and then compared them to the people that we know and see and so i have i have four names of professors that that are never officially cast okay well three of them one of them is but we'll talk about her in a second um we have the arithmetic professor she's like i don't know is arithmetic sounds like math but uh, her name is Septima Vector. Hmm. There's the astronomy professor, Aurora Sinestra. Uh, there is 
the current Care for Magical Creatures uh, professor before Hagrid starts in year three. His name is Sylvanus Kettleburn. And then there's also the Muggle Studies professor, Charity Burbage. It's a lot of a uh, lot of female professors not getting cast. That's interesting. Yeah. Mm. Well, I don't think that. <laughs> I don't know if. I think most of the classes are ones if that I we had don't to guess, even I would really say that she is not the Muggle Studies professor. No, no. See, okay, so so Charity Burbage is the only one cast, and I didn't look up her name because we won't see her until Deathly Hallows Part Two, oh, when wow. she gets wow. fed to Nagini by Voldemort. Oh my gosh, that's terrible. Yeah. Jeez. Um, uh, it might be part one. I don't remember, but it's in it's in Deathly Hallows. This actually brings up an interesting idea that I I wanted to I wanted to talk about because Hogwarts is one of those things where okay, so so J.K. Rowling she really gets into a lot of the details, but one of the things that she doesn't really talk about much is exactly how classes work because. It seems that each subject has one professor. And when you're hired on into Hogwarts, you are like, you are the Defense Against the Dark Arts teacher. You are going to teach all of the Defense Against the Dark Arts classes, which I would presume means if there's, there's seven years, then there's seven periods in the day and you teach one class for each year, right? That makes sense. Okay, so then that means that means that there needs to be seven subjects. And there's a lot more than seven subjects. So then how do electives work? And yeah, maybe certain of ones of those are electives. Well yeah, and, and there's also cases in the book where they have like double potions with the Slytherins. Yeah, yeah. So if the first years have two potions classes on a day, like that throws off the rest of the schedule for all the, and there's four different houses. Like, I don't, how do you manage all of the first year or, students? Like all or, of them. Or, or is there, or are there, do you, and do the, do the, do they go to class every day or is there seven classes every day, but you actually are taking like 14 classes or something? That's oh, like every Monday is this class, this class, and this class. Right. Every, you know, so it just and such. And which ones are electives? Like, I feel like the care of magical creatures is an elective. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. You're not going to have to necessarily always do that. Muggle studies, I think. I think these ones are the electives. Arithmancy, astronomy, magical creatures, muggle studies. Um, We don't sound like electives. Yeah. Right. Uh, Divination. Yeah, um, is that's one. definitely got to be one. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, so defense against the dark arts is a core class. Mm-hmm. Uh, potions is a core potions, class, definitely. Uh, Transfiguration, char- Transfigurations and charms. So that's four core classes, which leads three electives. Um, per they year? take herbology. Oh, that's herbology the next one. Elective. We don't see herbology in this one. Uh, first years take flying lessons with Madame Hooch, right? So that's like a required, but only for first years. So then, so then maybe there's required classes, but they take up elective slots. Right. Depending on what year you're in. Or, or yeah, or like you have to take this class before you can take other classes, like in college, Mm -hmm. like how you have to take the writing class to learn how to write papers before you take any other class where you write papers. We don't, it doesn't. Mm 
come up so much. I don't think it comes up really in the movies when they take like owls and then the newts in, in later newts, on. Yeah. But I mm-hmm. think that uh in Half Blood Prince, um, it's after they take they take the owls in Order of the Phoenix. Is that what's supposed to happen? Right. Yeah, they take owls during the Order of the Phoenix. There are classes, some of the core classes that you have to have a certain score in your owls to keep taking them. So if Horace Slughorn didn't take over as the potions master, Harry didn't score high enough to keep taking Snape's potions class. Yeah, and so he mm-hmm. didn't buy any of his. That's why he ends up with the Half Blood Prince's book. Yeah. Oh right, because he didn't have. Yeah, he, he didn't, didn't buy it because he didn't he, think he was going to be taking the class. Yeah, he didn't right. meet the requirement for it. But I don't know if that. I don't know if that just means that post... No, Hermione's taking, like, all the electives by the next... Uh, by by year three, so... I don't know. I think... Is she the only, I'm, I the only know, student that... I, I want to know the details. I want to know exactly how Hogwarts works. I, like, let's, let's get yeah. a schedule going. Like, yeah. We need to know these things uh, Pottermore should have should set it up as like an online like Hogwarts thing where you like have a class schedule and you have a class schedule ooh. and stuff it's it's Phoenix but I it's, would be into that that would be cool Hogwarts. <laughs> yeah that would be really cool I want my um, I I also I also wonder because they've I, I remember them talking about it in passing I think but there is wizarding universities right hmm I would assume. Like higher education? Yeah. yeah I, I, I feel like that was a thing. I think that they, they mentioned it like in passing with some of like the older. I feel uh, at that point it almost siblings. is like ends up being more specific. Like, oh. Like a trade school? With, yeah. yeah. Like you're going to go work with dragons. You have to go here, but go, you're going right. to go become an auror. So you have to go here. Yeah. I would imagine that you would have to have some sort of like post Hogwarts studies. That's more specific to whatever else. job you're doing. Yeah. 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 yeah, because Charlie didn't learn how to take care of dragons at Hogwarts. Right. Is it exactly. Is is there enough muggle jobs? I mean, enough uh, wizarding jobs that, like, wizards always have wizarding type jobs and never have a job in the, the muggle world? I'm sure there are wizards that just hang out in the muggle world. Like, I, I but I don't, I don't imagine. Well, probably it's... not have muggle jobs. Yeah. I don't know. I have no idea. I don't think so. I, cause I don't think there's enough wizards. <laughs> No. Yeah, I think I think of like, the world of the world population, there's what one percent are wizards, probably something probably. like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The top one percent, right? <laughs> uh, goddamn one percenters. <laughs> uh, I yeah, I don't know. I really don't know. How interesting. Yeah, right. I'm I'm interested in there's there's a lot of details about the wizarding world that she hasn't gone into because as we talked about earlier in the week she only goes into things as they're necessary as yeah, the information right. is necessary with the with, with the occasional like Pottermore short story or encyclopedia entry or whatever yeah but but uh because she chooses to tell the stories that way there's a lot of information that we still don't know about the wizarding world that I I am really fascinated by like the 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 details of the inner workings of oh, this yeah, world. Absolutely. So I'd love to see uh uh some sort of story about a recent Hogwarts graduate who like has to find their way in the wizarding world. Because I, that's not a story we've ever seen before. Yeah, no, I would I would love like a like a struggling twenty something wizard <laughs> that doesn't know what to do with their life. Yeah. Hipster, hipster wizard. 
<laughs> it's the it's the it's the it's the guy in the bar that we see in or in Leaky Cauldron in like one of the right? later movies that has the yes. the, his, the brief history of the universe. He's stirring his coffee with his finger above the yep. cup, mm-hmm. just like uh, I love that. that I want to talk about that guy so bad, but <laughs> that guy. Yeah. Oh, and then we get Dumbledore yeah. who stands up here. Yeah. yeah, Dumbledore has a few start of term announcements. Of course um, he does. Can I can I uh can I be controversial for a second? Oh, sure. <laughs> I I don't like either Dumbledore casting. I I think that both actors that play Dumbledore play him too. Maybe it's just written that way. Maybe Steve Cloves in the script like writes him this way, but he's too like serious. He's too like He's kind of got a regality to him that I don't... He's so eccentric in the books. He's... Mm -hmm. Yeah, they almost put him up to this pedestal where you're almost afraid to approach him. He's the Merlin type. Yeah, he's like he's like he's like Merlin meets Santa Claus in the first <laughs> yes. two movies, and then <laughs> and then in the Claus. other ones, um, like that's what Richard Harris does, and then uh, Gambin or Gambo, yeah, or, yeah, G- Gambin, he does this other thing where he's kind of too nonchalant about everything, and then gets really really angry in a way that I'm not into, um. So like either, like both of them like neither of them quite nail it and it bothers me and I I no. I feel like they really missed the boat on not casting Bill Nye as uh oh, that would have been as so Dumbledore because I I think he would have been the perfect Dumbledore um instead of wasting him on a on a roof yeah on what is his Rufus, name Rufus Scridgemore Scridgemore yeah, yeah. right and it's, and he has two scenes and that's it um and then dies bummer. off screen. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I think he's like quirky enough and like, cause the thing with Dumbledore is he has to be sort of like this loving grandfather type. Yes. He's also like kind of a goofy uncle, but also, <laughs> also can get, like can on a dime turn and be a guy that you don't want to mess with. Yeah. Like a take charge, like. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Because he's the guy, he's the guy that took down Grindelwald. He's the mm-hmm. guy, he's the guy that, uh, stood up to Voldemort. Like, he needs to be, have that attitude. And like, I don't see Richard Harris being that Dumbledore at all. No. Like, I don't buy it. And, and, you know, the other guy, I get that he, I, it makes sense that he's that guy, but then the other part I don't like. Like, I don't see him as a goofy uncle and I don't see him as like a grandfatherly type. Yeah, they're not like playful enough. I think my favorite interpretations of like Dumbledore come from I don't know. I love when 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 he's depicted as this like eccentric like kind of goofball. Those comics that you're obsessed yeah, with. Yeah, there's like there's like a there's a there's a comic that I keep sharing from Tumblr that I don't remember off the top of my head that has like the strangest he just drops Harry on the doorstep and stuff. And then mm-hmm. uh I love him in the Potter Puppet Pals videos, like the mysterious <laughs> yes. ticking noise. He's just mm-hmm. like shaking around and just like just all sorts of they, they all just kinda like shake around. Well, sure. Yeah. I like when Harry Potter like says his name on Potter Puppet Pals. He always has to say like Harry Potter. <laughs> just, just being the jerkiest little kid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And I think what I think those interpretations take those like kind of little quirky character traits and then just like blows them up yes to, yes to exaggerated proportions yeah. but it's yeah, fun so like i want silly. i do want more like fun dumbledore like i want i wanted him to like 
offer Minerva the the lemon drop, the lemon on the drop. Street of Privet Drive, and like right. just uh, he like should that, be. Like, I mean, like, like like the like Dumbledore. He should be capable of whoever you cast as Dumbledore should be able to take their performance as Dumbledore and play the Doctor. Like that's how that character to me should work. Is like, it should be almost an interpretation of the doctor. Like they, they have a lot of things in common. And I don't see that with either version of Dumbledore in the movies. And it, it just bothers me. Like I just don't think either of them nail it. And that's why I'm really, I'm really excited to see who they cast as Dumbledore in the Fantastic Beast sequels. Me too. But I'm worried about it because I'm worried that they're just going to choose someone that is, you know, like a young version of yeah, or like a young version of Gambin, and that's that's yeah. the end of it. You know, but I don't know. Yeah, I, I I love I love the comparison to the Doctor you're making. It it definitely makes me think of like because the Doctor has this uh, this penchant for being sort of like a little all over the place and 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 maybe a little scatterbrained. Like like the companions are definitely like worried for him like yeah yeah. like are you are you sure you're okay doing this kind of thing and then he's he's so he can he has the 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 ability to kind of like bolster himself up and then really be like the presence of the doctor like Mm -hmm. the full embodiment of the person that gets things done yeah but at the same time he can be the madman with the box Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah very eccentric exactly yeah i mean that's the thing it's like i like Honestly, I think I think John Hurt would have been a great Dumbledore. Um and I mean he's a great Ollivander, don't get me wrong, but uh I think his Dumbledore would have been really excellent as well. Yeah, yeah. I totally yeah. agree with that. Uh Chris Columbus said that he he was amazed and delighted that they were able to get John Hurt, like someone an actor with a name like that to, to come and do like two weeks of work. Yeah, for this like, movie, like this and then little, we don't see him again until the seventh either. This little segment, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's so he's I so wonderful. I really loved uh love the uh, Ollivander one shot moments. Mm-hmm. They're awesome. It's organized chaos in there. Mm-hmm. We'll we'll see how much how much you guys want to put money down that they cast uh, Jared Harris, uh, Rich Richard Harris's son as <laughs> yeah we. We I heard talked that about it already, on our Fantastic like, Beasts yeah. review. Yeah, um, floating around. He played Moriarty in the um, Sherlock Holmes movies with Robert Downey Jr. Yeah, right, yeah. right. Which I like. I like him. I've seen him in other things, and he's good. I think yeah. that but I don't he know. could bring. I, yeah, I don't know either. I think I he'd be. He I think be, he would I, be fine. You know, he'd be like sure. a really safe choice. I just um, don't feel like why you gotta cast. The son, just because he looks like he doesn't even look that. He doesn't much even like look. Yeah, exactly. He doesn't even look that much. I'm like, oh, because you want to have that name correlation. Like, oh, know. well, mm-hmm. here's Richard Harris did Dumbledore. We're gonna get his son to be mm-hmm. a younger right. version of him. It's like I just feel like it's for novelty. Like, yeah. I really want them to get somebody interesting as Dumbledore, someone that you wouldn't really think. Like, oh interesting like like someone really fun you know like a like a just like something that when when they're cast everyone's like oh really that guy and then you see it and you're like oh wow that was really that's really great you know that was really something yeah, yeah i think that, now that they have johnny depp being godric gryffindor you just need somebody that's gonna have that much of a presence now to combat right. that 
Right. I wonder how soon we'll see young Dumbledore in those Fantastic, since there's supposed to be five Fantastic Beasts movies. He's in the next one. They're casting him right now. Oh, wow. I did not know that. Yeah. He's, <sighs> he's going to be in that. the next, he's going to be in the next four. Okay. Yeah. Oh, from oh. here on out. He'll yeah. Be in there. I really, uh, my, my pick is Colin Firth. Um, because I just, I really like Colin Firth and the idea I of I love him, Colin Firth. I love that idea. <laughs> yeah. And like the idea of him playing off of Johnny Depp, um, I think is uh, more interesting than other choices. I guess. Yeah. I, I totally agree with you. I, yeah. I love that idea. That would be amazing. Completely. Colin Firth is great. Yeah, and Colin, Firth, really Colin Firth is great and he's never been in a Harry Potter movie, which is <laughs> That's insane. Right. That's right. <laughs> yeah. No Colin Firth. We need some Colin Firth. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I'd be into that. I'd be super into that. Petition. Petition everything. <laughs> so, um, uh, we get Dumbledore's uh, announcements in this minute. Yeah. Yep. The Dark Forest is strictly forbidden to all students, unless you have detention. What? <laughs> unless you wish to die a most painful death. Oh, no, that's the third floor corridor. Right. Yeah, unless you want to die a painful <laughs> death. Cut to Harry going, what? <laughs> that look on his face like, hold on, what did I just sign up for? <laughs> yeah, the rest of the kids all look kind of kind of solemn, like, oh, this guy's yeah. like, okay, like, we're going to have even, to take heat. Even Neville has, like, this look on his face that he's contemplating, yeah. like, oh, Harry's okay. like, what is this school I just stepped into? Yeah, I know, I want Harry to just look around at everyone and be like, here? did you guys hear this? Did you hear <laughs> what he just, just said? <laughs> like, I hit some people on the shoulder, like, well, well, hold, hold on, like, did, you <laughs> did I hear that right? Did he just say die a most painful death? They're like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah that happens all the time around here it's fine <laughs> welcome to the wizarding world harry oh that's terrifying yeah uh, uh. we also see uh mr filch in yes. this minute oh, this uh, played by <laughs> david bradley who yeah. is fantastic uh i i was looking through his um his credits and i don't think i've seen it he's done a lot of tv Mm-hmm. He played. He played the He's doctor. In one once. of my. I didn't know that. Yeah, in uh, they did a William Hartnell uh, biopic called "An Adventure in Space and Time," <gasps> and and he played William Hartnell, who was playing the Doctor. Uh, and it's that's awesome. It's an incredible performance. He is so good. If you want to erase his performance as Filch out of your brain, just watch that movie, and you'll never think of him as anything else. That's oh, awesome. I now I need to do that. Yeah. Yeah. No, uh, he's such a sweetheart in that movie. It's great. That's cool. Aww. Yeah, because he's so sour here. I know yeah. that. And face, then his Walder so. Frey, he's like a monster on yeah. like, oh. Game of Thrones. When I heard that they casted this guy as as Walder Frey, I was like very pleased, even though I don't watch that show, and I'm like, oh well that casting is pretty great though. Mm-hmm. I can agree <laughs> with that. And and he's on one of my favorite episodes of Doctor Who. He's on the dinosaurs on a spaceship. Oh, well, he's on the dinosaurs one. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah, that he is. On that one's that. a lot That's of fun. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um. So so we get this great shot of David Bradley, and then we pan down to his cat, Mrs. Norris. She's such a pretty cat. So we don't. I don't I think cats. they ever say in the movies that um that Filch is a squid, right? But we were talking in the past about, like, why would he be allowed at Hogwarts anyway? Like, as a non-magical, like, what, 
what is the reason for his like being accepted as caretaker of of the school here and uh more secret anime guy i read a theory that mrs norris is his mother like oh. keeping keeping an eye on him oh that's cute Right? That is kind of um, cute. I my my theory as to why he's allowed to be there, and I don't know what the situation would be for this to come up. However, I wonder if he's not there because for some reason, for some safety reason, they need someone on on campus who is not a magical person. For like, you know, maybe they, maybe there's a certain spell that can control magical people, but not non-magical people. And so they need like one person on campus who isn't magical in case that one scenario comes up, you know? That's um, interesting. Like there, there's like, cause, cause there, there are lots of, um, organizations and things like that where there is like one person who's on the outside for like, just like for some, you know, random specific thing that could come up. And so yeah. I almost wonder if that's not what it is. And then they're just like, you know, why don't you just be the caretaker um, so that you have a job? Mm -hmm. uh, but, but, but yeah, I, 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 I don't know. I mean, they never go into it exactly, but no. I almost wonder if that's not the case is it's just like, you know, Filch is just waiting for that day that he can be like the hero. Um, yeah, because because something comes up and he's like, finally, oh. I'm wor I'm worth something. No, oh. <laughs> and then instead he attaches himself lovingly to Umbridge when she shows up. Oh god, yeah, yeah. was that was the was the crush thing? Is that in the books? I don't remember. I don't know if it's so much of a crush, but he's definitely like on her side, yeah, and I he think agrees it's... with what she's doing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I think it's I think it's mostly like because she's a disciplinarian. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Like she's okay. gonna get these kids in line, yeah. Because it definitely it's... comes off as a crush in the movie. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. he's a little enamored. Yeah, kind of like uh, a puppy dog. Which kind of around. which tells me a lot about uh, probably his mother. Uh, yes. Oh, yeah. Right. <laughs> yes. That's very telling. Yeah. Um, speaking speaking of his mother, uh, I, I looked up Mrs. Norris and. Uh, I found a website called Show Cats Online mm -hmm. that uh, that talks about the the cats that play like roles in movies and things. Oh, there are three different Maine Coons that play Mrs. Norris, but the main one, her name is Pebbles. Pebbles, <laughs> that's cute. And uh, on Maine Coons are so cute. On the website, they talk about how like um, Pebbles is really. Uh, when they, when they went through training with her and taught her to like make her, like to hit her marks and things yeah, like yeah. she, she was, she had this sort of regality they really liked. So Pebbles is the one that we see in most of the scenes where she's like trotting down the hallways and like <laughs> kind of following after people. That's cute. Yeah. I think Aww, it's great. That's adorable. She's a, oh, she's such a great looking cat. Right. When they describe the cats in the book, they make Crookshanks out to be like this, this big, bushy, cute cat. And then Mrs. Norris is a really ugly cat. Yeah. And then you get them cast in the movie and Mrs. Norris is a beautiful cat and Crookshanks is just an ugly looking thing. <laughs> I think Crookshanks <laughs> is so ugly. Oh, I love Crookshanks. <laughs> I do such too, but we cat. won't. Oh, look how pretty Mrs. Norris is. I know. I want to pet her. She's got like red eyes. Yeah. Uh, they're amber. They're called amber eyes. Oh. She's so I'm proud. 
Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. That's what they liked, right? Mm-hmm. I love Standing it. very rigid. Like I very think because proper. she's got like a lot of fur. Like she, it looks like she's like puffing her chest out. Like yeah, because like, uh, Maine Coons are are mainly in for, for snowy, okay. cold environments. So they have a lot of fur because yeah. they can actually like go in the snow and that kind mm-hmm. of stuff. That's why she's so fluffy. <sighs> so fluffy. Oh, she's so pretty. Is that where our minute ends at the cat? I think, uh, no, I think our <laughs> minute ends after the most painful death. Most painful death. I think death. we get, um, before yeah, look, we end, look at Neville. Like, McGonagall, oh, okay. uh, gets, she like, she says that she's gonna, uh, when call, I call, call your name, name. you'll all oh. come forth and I'll, I'll place the sorting hat on your head and then that's where our minute ends. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So tomorrow we start sorting. Yeah, so- how, sorting how, hat how, action next How funny is she's wearing like Yeah, it's she's, she's wearing this really lovely green, which I feel like she's always a show- associated with, even though she's for Gryffindor, I feel like. Why yeah. is she not wearing Gryffindor colors? First time I saw this movie, I was actually really confused by, uh, by Maggie Smith's casting in this because uh, I was confused because I was like, why is she younger than she was in Hook? Because I didn't understand that she had old age makeup in Hook because she plays oh. Wendy oh, in Hook. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. She is. And and she has like a ton of old age makeup, but I just thought that was how old she was. <laughs> you know, oh, when I watched that well. as a kid. So so then when I was watching this, I was like, wait, what? And then I looked how it up. How do they make I, her look so young? <laughs> yeah. And then I look it up and I'm like, oh, oh, I haven't seen uh, Hook in a while. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> like that's what happened. All right. Yeah. Well, that uh, just means that their makeup was was on point for that movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now Maggie Smith, twenty years later, twenty five years later, now she finally looks like she did in Hook. <laughs> yeah, but without the makeup. Yeah. Without the yep, makeup, yep. right? <laughs> Which amazing. means that was really good makeup. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I think they did one of those side by side comparisons to actors and actresses that end up playing like older versions of themselves in movies mm-hmm. when they're younger and then how they look like now that they are older and match. Yeah. To see how yeah. good they were. Yeah. Like they did that for uh, Michael J. Fox. For, uh, oh, yeah. For, oh, for like how he looks in, in part two? Yeah, in part yeah. two for Back to the Future. And to compare mm-hmm. how he looks now to see like how good it is. That's funny. <laughs> so great. Okay. All right, I think that was everything I had for this minute. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm excited to talk about the sorting hat. Oh, yeah, the sorting Me hat's going to be great. Join us tomorrow, everyone, as we talk about the sorting hat. Uh, you can find us at duelinggenre.com. And you can follow us on Twitter at HP Minute. I've been uh, trying. I'm not as good at keeping up with tweets as I am with keeping up with our Facebook page, but I've been trying to keep up with that, tweeting out the minutes and all that stuff for people to find us. Mm-hmm. So go find us and uh, and follow us. Okay. All right. We'll be back tomorrow with minute number 44. All the sorting hat action. Mischief Mischief managed.